you hit, it's gonna pick up. Like that. Shit, by the way, I could play. Yeah. I could play like a, a drum beat. Yeah, well, I don't want to fucking hear someone drumming in the background because we got good stuff to. to Dr- share. I could do like a beatbox. Uh, no, I'm feeling. Um, I think I'm feeling good tonight. I was a little tired when I got here. I was too, but we got to turn up the energy a little bit. I know you just got to dial it in. It's like a, it's like the oven when you get it right at the right temperature, right? That, that doesn't even make any sense. Back <laughs> the grill when you get the grill right. Now, now, but um, no, nah, I'm feeling a lot better. I think I had to get my head right for a second, disconnect from the day job and the family, and kind of get in that headspace of of creating some like. I mean, right? We're valuable, valuable insight. There's no reason to sit here and talk if we're not going to talk about something important, in my opinion. You're out there grinding. Dude, I'm making, I'm making it happen. Um, also, I'm really excited about the Bengals. I, I could do a whole episode on I the Bengals. I think we start every episode with the Bengals. I think people are going to be like, all right, these guys only talk about since. I mean, how are you supposed to not talk about the Bengals right now? I know. It's a feel good story. Okay, okay. We'll take it out. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. Like. <laughs> <laughs> this is like general, but we want the Cincinnati Bengals to win. So uh, I'm I'm really excited about that. So anyways, thank you guys for listening to us go back and forth. Welcome to another episode of Unscripted Exchanges. We are excited to get into it today. I am your co-host, Cole Hazenfield. And I am your host, Hayden Hubert. You know, last time uh, we had some crowd noise. I guess when I'm leading, people clap for me. Dude, I don't need the applause. You, you don't let, think, what, uh, what did they say? Let the results speak for you. Maybe uh, Jimmy's just not manning the right <laughs> Honestly, buttons back there. Jimmy was so close to getting fired when I got here to that. Do you? Wanna... I was on edge, and I walked in, and I saw him. He put my croissant roll that I had here. <laughs> he put it on the wrong table. I I, I told him this specifically. It's the, the little things that you got to get right, no, Jimmy. Dude. Come on. And he's wearing green socks, and I told him, I, I Jimmy, hate... hit the applause button, please. Cole needs one, or his ego is going to be bruised. Jimmy, so close, dude, so close. There we go, Jimmy. All right, you live to see another episode. Stop looking at me, please. You're not allowed to look at me during the episode. Thank you. Should we tell the audience who Jimmy is? Nah, <laughs> no. let's keep him guessing. Jimmy's a Jimmy's a class act, though. You got it, Jimmy. Um. So, anyways, again, excited to have you guys. Let's get back on track. Let's get back on track. Yep. Excited to have uh, you guys listening in again. I'm excited to be here tonight. Uh, we wanted to kind of start narrowing in on. I'm gonna introduce us, and and Hayden, just feel free to you know just jump in whenever you want. But we want to start narrowing in on on what our voice is, what we're here to talk about, and and educate, get a conversation going, and and so that sort of thing. So I'd like to introduce uh kind of the next month of topics is going to be about business. Um, we're gonna start off specifically tonight, today tonight. Whenever you listen to us, it's actually nighttime for us if you're wondering, but. We're going to talk about business, starting a business, should you start it, how to know when to start a business. So we're going to get into that, and that's kind of our beginning of the series of of a lot of different things centered around business, specifically business. Because business is life. That's like your favorite thing to say is like, dude, Cheetos are life. (laughs) Business is life. I walk in here, he goes, crunches are life. What? I don't know what you're talking about. Dude, his forearms are so weak, though. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I wanted to introduce that, Hayden. If you got anything to add to that, I just want to make sure our our listeners know that we're we're dialing in more. We're going to get more uh, detailed, more specific, uh, specific. Yeah, some add, substantial add conversation. Some add some meat to the bones. Add you some meat to the bones. Right. So, and it's something that like, we can obviously get really excited about. And I think that sales and marketing 
uh, conversation we had was a good segue into kind of laying out what we're going to talk about, uh, having some good, fun, engaging topic uh, conversation. So without further ado, let's get into it. Let's get it rolling. Let's get it rocking, baby. Let's get it rocking. So um, I'm going to I'm gonna throw this first back to you, Hayden, if you want to kick it off. Okay. All righty. Well, uh, yeah, as Cole mentioned, we are going to be talking uh, some business topics here. And uh, specifically, we're going to focus heavily on, you know, when is the right time to, to start a business? Uh, what are the best practices? So we'll kind of just jump right on in there. I know Cole and I have some similar thoughts, but also some differences. So you'll hear from us on that. So really, Cole, the, the question here is, if I am someone that's interested in starting a business, how do I go about doing so? Like, what are the first kind of steps that you would recommend to someone that's looking to start their own business? Like, do you recommend that everyone go out and, and do it? Yeah, so that's a good question, and um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna prelude this with the idea that that we're going to bring experts on here. I want everybody to know that we're going to bring other than ourselves, other other entrepreneurs, other business owners, other executives to engage around this topic with us, whether it's this next month or later down the line. But I will give my my opinion and experience on that. Um, so I think the first question was. Is there a right time? Am I correct? Was that the question? Yeah, that's one of the the questions. So, the, so the first question, I I think there's there is a right time. It's 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 now, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean going and mortgaging your house and throwing everything into an idea you just came up with while you were driving to work yesterday. I mean, it could. It's probably just not a very smart strategy. It, it could. So, I again, I I want to like ride that fine line of, you know, take a calculated risk. Mm-hmm. But also, like, if it's a difference between, like, not taking a risk or taking the risk, I err on the side of taking the risk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, is there a right time? I think there's, now's the right time. But I also think you've got to, like, in any facet of life, if you don't look at the situation you're in, whether it's fine, and situating my financial, relational, job, you know, a, it, it, there's a, there's a f- multiple different things You've got to look at, and it's not that take six months to look at these. It's not, oh, look at these and let it slow you down and be negative. That's not what I'm saying. I think it's very nuanced is what, what you're getting at, and it's situational for each person. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, but I also think that those are things that are important to look at and think about, not to deter you, mm-hmm. but to understand. The whole all part of business and part of being successful in life is understanding, right, where you're at, where you want to get to, and... I'm not saying look at all that stuff and then analyze it and make a SWOT analysis. I mean, I'm not saying go that deep, but understand where you're at. You know, take a look at, and then when you've got that, and that you might have already thought about that. That might take 30 minutes. It might take an hour. It might take two hours. It might take five days. I don't know. But I think that's key before you start. So you go, okay, I want to start a business. Great. Understand where you're at. That might take a large amount of time or it might be really quick. Once you've got that, Okay, check mark. I think the next thing you do is go, okay, unless you've already, if you've come up with the business and you say, I'm going to start a business because I have this need and I see it, I'm going to fill it, great. Or you say, I want to start a business, but I don't know what it's going to be, but I know I want to do it. I don't want to work for myself and create my own legacy and create my own future. Great, but you've got to do some research then. And I think um, I could dive into that a bit, 
But I'm gonna I'm gonna actually ask you, Hayden, because I've kind of laid up like what I think entails starting one. But what are some things that you think or you believe and you've seen people should look for as they go? Okay, I've, I'm starting a business. What, what? Where do I begin? And what? What should I look at? Like, how do I determine whether I should start this business or not? Yeah, so I'll just expand upon some of the call-outs that you were making as well as share some more um, from from my end. So first off, when you say to get started today or get started now, spot on. Um, And I think kind of what you were alluding to or the way that um, it resonated with me is not necessarily, like you said, going out and taking out, you know, a huge loan to start this new business. Getting started means taking the necessary steps to think through, like, what your business plan might be. Uh, gathering some research, which kind of then ties into this next question of like, how do I really get started if I want to start a business? And really the fundamental question that I ask myself um, or would (laughs) um, would be what business uh, problem uh, is out there that needs a solution? Uh, Because it's an outdated paradigm to say, all right, I'm going to go build something and people are going to come in the door and start buying. My if you product build it, they will come. Exactly. That's how it works, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it works uh, every now and then, but uh, statistically speaking, probably very, very slim. So again, the first thing is to recognize, okay, what is the problem? And I know we've touched on that, or at least I've mentioned it in previous episodes, but Finding what that problem is and then really where you need to do your homework is that solutioning part. You know, how am I going to provide a solution that's going to solve a problem for a a customer? Um, And that's going to require a lot of time. But at the same time, I'm overusing the word time. (laughs) No, you're not. Um, It it really just depends how much uh, effort needs to go into researching that. Um, but really what you need to do is start getting some customer feedback. Uh, when I say customer feedback, that could be, uh, people that you think would use the the product or the service, uh, that, you know, that it's going to be solving, um, you know, some of their pain points. Uh, you could be posting stuff out on like Reddit. Um, I mean, there's no right or wrong answer to that, but again, you want to start, uh, getting some feedback from people. Well, yeah, you want, you don't want to just like you said, build it and leave, build it, and they will come. Right? You want to yeah. say, okay. I mean, because at the end of the day, if you're building a business, it does you're starting a business. If you don't have a market, this goes back to our conversation last week. If you don't have somebody to market to, somebody to sell to, it does not matter what you build. You can do it as a side hustle. You can sell it for fun. You can put it on Etsy. But if you want to start a business and you want to, and in in any facet, and we're speaking just so you listeners know, and we're on the same page, and we're talking about. We're talking about businesses that you want to sink all of your time and attention to. We're not talking about side. We'll do a whole. We'll do a whole conversation later on about side hustles and passive income. We're talking about starting a business that you want, and side hustles can and passive income can turn into full time jobs. But we're talking about like starting a software company, starting a hard, starting an actual business where you're going to sink all of your time and effort into. Is, is are we on the same page with that? We might be. I don't know. Well, I think there's two facets of it. I mean, we can get into that. We can get into that because I look at side hustles as you're starting – I guess you are starting a business to a certain – I mean, this is a side hustle, right? If that's what you want to call it. This is a passion project. Yeah, it's a passion me. project. But, but yeah, no, I, it's it's a business or it can be seen that way. Yeah, so yeah. 
Maybe I re- maybe you just maybe I convinced myself. That I'm making I, you backtrack. I'm sorry. I'm no, just, I should backtrack. I mean, because honestly, the more I thought about it after I made that comment was that doesn't really make sense. So I, I am. Hey, back- you're being honest. I, I am backtracking because whether you're starting a side hustle or or doing that or you're starting your own business, there's not really. A, a difference, I guess. I mean, there so is. So let, let, let's get back to the original, uh, you know, theme here. So as we were mentioning, if you want to start a a business, no matter how big or small it might be, more times than not, it's going to start out small and then it's going to grow. Absolutely, that's, that's the plan there. Um, one, start with understanding what is the business problem or what is the problem out there for customers. Two, start to do some research on. How can I bring this solution to life? Three is going to be then trying to get some feedback from other people on some of those potential solutions that you'd like to bring to market. Absolutely. And again, how do I get some of that feedback? There's multiple different ways that you could go about doing so. Uh, It could be very informal. You could start with just some friends and family, but at the same time, I caution that because it depends on, you know, who the, uh, the end customer is like if you're trying to build a solution to a problem that doesn't impact like your your parents, let's say, or your siblings, like they're not really going to be well, the right. greatest you, people to give you. You feedback. go to your mom and say, "Hey, like I got this great product idea." I know my mom, Hayden. She's gonna be like, "That's that's great. That sounds amazing." She's gonna go find all the Google, all the stuff that supports what my idea is, mm-hmm. and she's gonna support it, which I love her for it. But you're saying. What, we're gonna get a biased opinion. Yeah, it's your echo chamber. You're gonna hear yep. what you want to, what they want you to hear. But yeah, totally, totally bored with that. Yeah, so just be careful in terms of you know who you uh, vet those ideas with, um, and that's very subjective too. Because even if you're going out, um, when I say going out, you could be posting something out online, whether it's Reddit, uh, whether it's uh, let's say just a LinkedIn, and you've got a survey that's posted out there. You're probably also going to get some biased responses from, you know, uh, people that are in your network or know you, have worked with you in the past, um, which is all right. Uh, but just keep that into consideration as you uh, collect that initial feedback. Um, I, I don't think you can ever have too much feedback, um, although you need to recognize uh, who that feedback's coming from. Like I said, like if it's coming from your, your friends and family, they're probably going to give you a little bit of a different view than someone that doesn't necessarily know you. They're going to kind of tell you how it is. Now, sometimes your friends and family will uh, tell you how it is. Like, hey, no, I don't think that's really going to be successful. And you can either agree with that or you can kind of buckle down and make some changes or you might see something that people don't see. Uh, right away. Hey, and so th- those are some of those big stories that you hear yeah, about. Yeah, that- that's the curve. That's like the like, right. Hayden, that's like the curveball. That's like the the wrench in this whole conversation, though. Is that yeah? You want to get the feedback. You want to do this and that. You can debate anything. Right. Someone tells you to go left. Someone else is going to tell you to go right. Right. Up down. Right. You just got to do what really you think is best at right. the end of the so, day. Like, it's we're so like, subjective. We're here sitting here going like, do this and, and yes. There's like these different best practices, right? That you can do. Yeah. But. We're also not saying, trust me, been there, done that without customer feedback and adapted and was flexible. Learn as you go. Learn as you freaking go. Um, so, again, not not sitting here deterring, but we're giving some basic rules to follow and things to check off the list as you go. I think part of that customer feedback, too, 
which is something that I, I think is super critical is the the customer feedback. You, you go out and find out and talk to your customers. But part of that stage can also be relative to what you're doing, the MVP, the minimal viable pro, minimum viable pot product, which I could also go to call, I'm coining this, the most valuable player of your, of your starting your company. It's the most valuable player because, A, you're new. And when you're a new company and you're going out and get it, most people tend to get you as long as you you're explaining that they know you're new. Most people tend to give you kind of a pass a little bit. They're like, okay, especially when you ask for feedback. Hey, this is our first product. We want you to try it out. We want you to. So, getting that in early, getting that done early, and now it's all again, it's all relative to like what if you're building a SaaS platform, if you're building a hardware project. If you, there's there's different things that are cost different kinds of money, but. Uh, for the most part, the minimum viable product can be your most valuable player when you're starting a business because you can get it in front of people and then make changes as you go and get that feedback. You don't want to wait too long. Right. There is a window. There is a very, very big window. And also... And I guess it it really also depends, though, on the industry that you're in. Like you said, if it's a SaaS product, like if you're in the technology industry, stuff is moving quickly. Now... I don't have a good example of a, another industry that's maybe not as quick, but you, you got to take into consideration that if I'm waiting too long because I want to build this perfect solution, like that that's dangerous because people are going to already have moved on or it's not going to be a need um, or it's already been solved by someone else. You don't want to be too late to market dude, is what, what you're getting at. Yeah, and what happens when you try to build the perfect solution is you make it perfect for you. Don't yeah. matter how much feedback you get, a lot of the times – People overbuild things that could have been way more simple, and they could have been so. Again, that minimum viable product. I think that's the most important that. thing that you've you've shared uh, this evening um, is the fact that. Uh, oh, I just lost my train. Minimum viable product. Well, no, not just minimal viable product, but I I got my thought here. Sorry, it's been a long week. Um, basically, what you're saying is, I just lost my thought. Overbuilt again. is that what you're getting at? Now this is bad. I'm going to have to cut this. Uh, oh, here we go. You basically said that, and if I said I just lost my, my train of thought again, people are going to be like, uh-oh, this guy's <laughs> losing it over there. <laughs> you got to make sure that you're building the product for your customers and not for yourself. I think that is something that we all struggle with. Like We want to build something that we think is best for us. Like We have that internal bias, but we need to make sure that we're ultimately serving our customers. Oh, dude. Well, that's the hard part of being an entrepreneur and starting a business is it becomes your baby. And when somebody tells you your baby's ugly, you want to smack them. Across. And you just say, well, you're just wrong. Right. You're wrong. But if you have enough people tell you your baby's ugly, your baby's probably ugly. And let's say you go out and get 50 people. Like, you say, 50 is my number. I'm going to get 50 people, um, you know, millennials between 25 and 36 um, that have jobs paying over $60,000 a year. So you got your like target audience. So 50 is my number, right, in this location. And all and 49 out of 50 tell you they would never use your product. And you go, well, screw them. Maybe you go and say, okay, well, you wouldn't use this, but what if I did this? Or you wouldn't use this product. What would you use? So flip it on them. But if you hear, I have enough people saying, don't do that. You got to listen. I mean, you've got to listen to what they're saying. And, and, and so, but you got to be adapt. I'm not saying don't start the business. I'm saying listen, be flexible, adapt, 
That's the beauty of getting the feedback, and that's the beauty of doing a minimum viable product. You get the feedback, and you can make changes, and they're now engaged with you. They want to. They now have told you what they want, so they just got to deliver on that. Yeah, I, I think uh, that's just fundamental uh, best practice. There is you, you got to listen to your customers, and and if you're not. Uh, you're going to alienate a whole bunch of people. Uh, your, your company's probably not going to be too successful in the long run. Um, so great call out with making sure that, you know, you're focusing on your, your customer, you're putting them first versus your, your own needs. Um, at the same time, you can be a customer of your product or service, but again, we're going to have our individual biases. So it's always good to make sure that you're, you're talking to, to your customers. I always, I also like this idea too. And you, and I want your thoughts on this. I just this kind of came to my head as we're talking about starting a business and and either saying I want to start a business and then having to come up with an idea or saying I've got an idea. Should I start a business behind this? Um, one of the things I've learned uh, is there are definitely businesses and, and ventures you can get into mm-hmm. by self educating and becoming and diving in. Just like us diving into this, you know, we're, we're a multimedia company. Unscripted exchanges isn't just Spotify, YouTube. I mean, we're gonna be we're gonna be launching websites, promo promo stuff. We're gonna be doing a lot of different uh, content. Don't spill all the beans. I'm just there. I'm just teasing a little bit. I'm teasing. Or it you're out. manifesting. This is this is a this is a business for us. This is this is a start. This is content that's going to be valuable. We want to turn this into something successful as a business. So. There's things like that where you can dump, jump into and you adapt as you as you as you kind of figured it out. But one of the things we're doing, and I want to make this very clear to people out there that we say go get feedback from customers, go get feedback from people that have done it. Mm-hmm. Go get feedback from. Say you want to start a software company, you don't know what it is, or you've got this idea. Go interview. Okay, th- I'm going to give you one. Here's a little. Here's a little trick. Let's say you've got a great idea for. I talked to this guy. Uh, somebody reached out to me, a, a guy from about three months ago. He asked me to basically consult for him on his startup. He had his uh, idea. He wanted me to take a look at it, tell him if he thought I thought it was good. He built a prototype, um, and he thought this is a billion dollar idea. This is it. Great. Hadn't done a lot of re- competitive research, which is okay. You, you don't ever look too much competitors, but he hadn't done a whole lot of that. He kind of just said, oh, I know there's a couple out there, but this is game-changing. I said, well, well, tell me how it's game-changing. Well, I can tell you it needs to be used. I said, well, tell me how it's different. Well, I can tell you that it's, it's beneficial. I said, okay, that's great. Tell me how it's different. Just tell me how it's different. That's a fundamental question. It's a very hard question to answer. But I'm, I'm going to wrap this up in a bow for you because I said, okay, have you gone and interviewed your competitors? No. I said, so you haven't gone and shopped who you're going to be competing with. I said, if you're trying to build a platform that's better than them, what you need to do, and for anybody out there starting a business, you need to go out, talk to people that have started a similar company or software, whatever it is. I said, you also need to go do a little competitive research. Get on there, type in the, I, I want some more info, set up a demo, have them show you everything they're doing, and then look at that, learn from it, take what you can out of that. So The I've, art of stealing, right? Uh, I mean, can be it, applied there, especially if you're looking at a company that's already got a following, that's established, that's done it. Go see what they're doing. Keep your friends close and your enemies even closer. Yeah. Right? I'm just throwing out all these cliche sounds. Yeah, I just, uh, I, I, I just remember like it, it had blue. It kind of like you saw his wheels turning, and he's like, 
that's a good idea. And I was like, it's not that great of an idea. You just want to know like what you can copy from them. If they're doing something really well, you want to, you want to, you do, there is that me too. And then I'm better me too, but here's where I'm better. Right. You got to find what differentiates yourself from. And it's not, it doesn't have to be big. We've talked about this, but I just thought that was a, a little tidbit for anybody that's thinking about that. It's really easy to get on somebody's website and request more information. I agree with most of that, but I'm going to push back a little bit because um, I think there are instances where companies sometimes uh, look outside too much uh, and look at, you know, what are my competitors doing when they need to just kind of stay in their own lane uh, and kind of focus on uh, building things in-house, coming up with ideas uh, that, that they have versus, oh, what, what is right. my customer doing? Or sorry, yeah. what is my my competitor doing? Oh, they're doing this, so we got to do that too. Like, Me yeah, too. That, that only gets you so far. Um, and it's, it's not easy, but you got to find what that right balance is, and it, it's very tough to kind of explain, but... I basically am pushing back where like you don't want to basically just go out though and always be uh, tracking your competitors and doing exactly what they're doing because no, you're just going to no. be uh, yeah, an extension right. of what those competitors are no, doing. No, you don't want to get caught in the cycle of like, oh, they're doing that because then you get – yeah, you get – And I know that's not what you were necessarily saying, so I just wanted to add on to that as well. For No, but you want to – what's working for somebody else – it's always good to know. Yeah. It's always good to know. Yeah. Um, I th- and I think for us to, to draw another parallel here, uh, as we start up this uh, media uh, enterprise um, in podcasting to, to start, you know, we're going to have some other folks that have been in the podcast industry on. We're going to learn from them, uh, pick their brain, uh, and hopefully we have the opportunity to be on some other podcast as well. Uh, that way we can learn from others and continue to build um, on our, our toolkits as well. Absolutely, absolutely. So, and, and I think one last note I'd make to that, that competitive research kind of back and forth we had is don't let competitive research stop you from starting a business as well. Yep. Because I can tell you from experience that when you come up with an idea – Especially when you go, oh, this is it, right? I had this great idea. I've ha- I've had this happen before, and sometimes it is a good idea. But you're like, you're not that passionate about it. So this is a good idea. Okay, somebody else is doing it. I really don't care enough. But if you start getting into something, and then you start finding other competitors, we live in we live in a world of capitalism. We live in a world of many businesses businesses can thrive and survive. And you've gotta you've got to find a way to balance the amount of time you do do competitive research. Because if you're looking at your competitors too much, it creates this this cycle of trying to be just like them, and you lose that innovativeness, you lose that edge. Um, not everybody does, but I just know I've been down that road, and there's a balance between between doing the competitive research and know who's out there and obsessing over the competitors because that'll just I mean that to me that doesn't that's not a recipe for success. Yeah, I, I kind of think of things as like a pie chart where you've got, you know, multiple different slices that you need to be focusing on and kind of figuring out the percentages. Uh, I think that's up to each person uh based on the the situation or what what company that they're they're trying to to start up, but as you mentioned, some kind of competitor research that's always important, but again, you don't want to be doing that 90% of your time. There's, you know, customer feedback that would be, you know, uh, another slice um, to keep up with that uh, 
uh, pi uh, example there. Then you want to do uh, your um, like operations, like how would I actually uh, go about and start or fund fund this business? Like, do I need hardware? Do I need uh, you know resources? Resources could be again physical hardware, or it could be other uh, human beings to to onboard and get things moving for me. So that could be again another area. Um, you've got your, your marketing, uh, and your media to, to focus on, like how would I go about, uh, making this, uh, well known or prominent to, to others. Um, and those are just some examples that, that come immediately to mind. But the point being is you got to recognize, you know, where am I spending my time? What is the most important? You can't do it all, but you got to make sure you're finding that healthy balance between different areas to kind of help get that business off the ground. Yeah. Keep moving forward. And, and at the end of the day, the most the way to become successful in business is to just move the ball forward. You will be amazed. Again, I'm amazed every day by it, right? I mean, you're amazed every day. If you're consistent where other people's aren't, if you if you push and take those wins and just keep moving this way, moving forward in front of you, you're gonna outlast and you're gonna you're gonna grow tremendously as a person, as a business owner, as a startup entrepreneur. But you're also going to see results that compound over time. Consistency compounds. Oh yeah, baby! I say that to myself every day. This, you know, this 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 conversation like got my blood pumping, man. Heck like, yeah! I'm excited. I mean, it gets me. It gets, it's just it's one of those things that you can we can go on and on and on about. Yeah, I, I think we should break this up into two segments uh, and touch on some some other things to to think about as you're looking to to start up. Um, a, a business, um, and we can dive into some other questions. But one last uh, question that I want to ask you before we we wrap things up for this evening Hit is: me. Do you think, in order to um, be successful um, with starting a new business, whether that's a, a service or it's a, a physical good that you're putting out into the world? Do you think that as an entrepreneur, you need to be a like a delusional optimist, or do you think that just being <laughs> optimistic is is good enough? And I know that's probably a very tough question to get asked, but like I've read stories where you know so and so was told no. Uh, let me give an example. I think it was what Jack Ma. Have you heard the story about him? Um, he's like the Amazon equivalent over in what is it China? Yeah, that he owns Alibaba. Yeah, thank you. And and basically, Intense I mean, I, I don't know how, uh, you know, exaggerated the, the truth is, but basically he was, you know, turned down multiple times. Um, and he kind of just said, no, you know, I've got this idea. I'm going to do this. Like, do you think that everyone needs to kind of have that mindset, which kind of uh, contradicts some of the earlier comments that we had um, where you need to get some feedback? But do you think that more times than not, you just need to kind of stick to your guns and just... I don't think that contradicts what... Yeah, I don't think that contradicts what we said earlier because I think what we said is 110% accurate that those things are very important. You don't have to do those things to build a successful business, but those are some things that you can do to make your odds of success better. Like, you could be a delusional optimist... And still go get feedback, whether you listen to that feedback or not, your decision, but getting feedback is great. If you can be a delusional optimist that also gets great feedback, then you got the best of both worlds. 
So I would say um, there's a part of me that you know me, uh, the people that know me, that I am not a pessimist. I'm not a negative person. So I don't think I've ever heard you say anything negative. I try, and, and I truly mean that. Yeah, I, I, I think I've got, I've got that delusional, and I know as I'm entrepreneurs that. I'll never fail. I'll never, it'll never, it'll work. It'll work. It'll work. And it works. But I think part of that delusional optimism is like in your, in your mind, sorry to cut in here. I'm sure you you've questioned yourself in the past, but the way that you present yourself to others, like you're bringing that energy and you're like, Oh no, I am not going to fail. Yeah. Cause I don't, I I don't believe that I can, if I put enough effort in, I don't Mm -hmm. believe, I don't believe that what I've got to put out there is, is making a negative impact. So for me, I think that's a loaded question. I'm going to throw it back at you in a minute, but I think a delusional optimist, it's a, it's, you don't know what everybody else, ever people are always thinking because I could be called that probably sometimes. And I, and I know that for me, that optimism is just belief in myself. But I also think that, You've got you can't be a pessimist to start a business. I don't think you can be a super narcissist, super pessimistic. Hell no, I don't know neg- anyone that's been. Uh, so I don't. I think I think you can. I think you can be a delusional optimist or just an optimist. I think there's a, there is a little bit of a difference differentiation there. Um, I think like Elon Musk is a delusional optimist. Yeah. He literally said, "I started SpaceX. I started Tesla, and I did not think it was going to work." But I thought it was good, so I did it anyways. I wasn't expecting it to work, but I tried it, which is kind of like negative. But, dude, the guy had to be optimistic to still do it. So uh, I think I think that's a, that's a tough one. So I guess my question to you is, do you think that this is a, this is a question to follow up on that customer feedback thing. Do you think that all of those things we went through are one hundred percent necessary or are they optional? Uh what do you mean by things? So you're saying you know, you're saying uh, you know, first step is you got an idea, how do I start it? You get feedback, you do a minimum mile product, you check these boxes off. What I'm asking you is Do you have to do every single thing to be successful? Mm-hmm. No. I mean there's no secret recipe or plan i mean i'm sure not i'm sure i know there's people that have done different things and have been successful um and at the same time there's been people that have tried you know a plan that we've probably just presented and it hasn't been successful you know there's really no right or wrong uh strategy um i know it might sound like we're we're talking in circles uh with this but again just what we presented isn't going to be bulletproof but again it could help your probability of getting your business up off the ground and making it hopefully sustainable um and and long lasting but at the same time there could be you know an instance where it doesn't end up turning out i wanted you to i wanted i kind of wanted you to say that because I, i was saying the same thing no there's no there's no cookie cutter way to do it these are just different ways to go if you're th- no matter what book out there tells you you got to oh do my. x y and z yeah. and now you can take some good uh you can nuggets still do of information yeah. right but there are some people that you know take things very literally 
Um, and you got to understand that people are just trying to market, uh, you know, their, their book to, to some extent that <laughs> right, is, right. I'm sure there's some people that have good intentions. There are a lot of people do, but at the same time, you know, there's things that don't necessarily hold true or you don't have to treat it as the Bible. You, you don't have to do everything, uh, in order to quote unquote, no, be but these are just, at- these are just some things that you can do that can, that can help you. Wrap your head around starting a business. Yep. Get it, get because a lot again. Some people can just go wing it and make it work. They just connect the dots as they go. They figure it out as they go. They skate by the seat of their pants, and somehow they come out on top. And you're like, "How the hell did you do that?" And they'll tell you, "I just went after. It. I made it work." And some people are like, "Well, I want to, but my analytical OCD brain won't let me." Until I check these boxes off, and these are easy things, relatively easy things to do to help you. But again, I mean, there you know, we're gonna we're gonna bring on entrepreneurs that are gonna say we did all this, this, and this, and we're gonna bring other ones on to say, oh, I just had this idea, I saw this need, and I jumped in, I put fifty thousand dollars into it, and I ran. Right. There's so many different factors out there that we can't really measure uh, that lead to someone's success. I mean, timing certainly has a big <laughs> oh, yeah. play, uh, luck too, but the same time you got to put in the the hard work and the preparation of things but yeah there is no bulletproof strategy out there there's multiple different philosophies or plans that you could go about doing uh if you want to start a business so i'm going to ask you one more question hey before we uh wrap this up and kind of tease the next but episode. i said that my question was the last no, one this we is, lied no this is one more because i think this is a good one go for it how do you stay motivated and, and what are some tips you give some people that are starting a business that think I don't have the time or I don't want to commit 90 hours a week or I just, I just can't, I just can't do it. I'm too busy. What's some advice you would give them? Well, one, I would say change your attitude because it all starts with, with mindset. And I know we've talked in a previous episode around mindset, but two, I also don't think you need to be putting in 90 hours a week. I think that's uh, a little exaggerated. Um, I think you need to figure out, okay, what's a healthy balance for me to get up and running um, with this new business venture? Um, it could be just as little as just one hour uh, a day. And again, that compounds over time with consistently putting in yes. the, the time. And then eventually it's probably going to take up more and more time out of your, your working week. Um, but yeah, I, I would say in order to stay motivated, you need to ask yourself, why do I want to do this? What is, is most important? And that's going to be different for each and every single person out there. Um, and, and for me, something that I have heard, and I, I really like this, is if I'm going to do something, I'm going to obviously do my best. Uh, I'm going to go all in. But if for some reason it doesn't quote-unquote uh, end up being successful. I'm willing to live with those results, but knowing that I did everything that I could to be, you know, the best at, you know, that, that business, um, I'm willing to live with those results versus, Oh, you know, this could have gone wrong. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to start this business up or yeah, I have to work 90 hours a week, so I don't want to do that. Or I don't have the time. I've got a family to take care of whatever those excuses might be. So I think it's really important to recognize that if you're going to start something, 
be willing or accepting that it, it might not go anywhere. And if you're still passionate about it, then go out and do it. Give Get it after shot. it. Get after it. Get at, I love it, man. Get you got me hyped up. I'm pumped. You got me excited. So get after it. We want to motivate you guys, you listeners. Share this. Give go be that voice in somebody's ear that says, "Don't wait. Take the jump. Take the risk. Be smart." Yeah. I'm not trying to. I'm not saying go through it. I'm just be smart. Go after it. Start a business if you want. Don't start a business if you want. But. I live th- your life and do you. Dude, do, do live life, be you, or something like that. That's right. That's Seawee's slogan. We're going to have to look at bringing that back, maybe. Yeah, I love that. We'll get I love some that. feedback from But folks. thank you, Hayden. I think uh, I think that's 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 very Profound. key, that mindset, man. That mindset. <laughs> you got to, got to, got to, got to have it. Yep. And you've got to be okay with the... I know you hear people say, well, I just... I wouldn't accept failure. No... You got to be okay with it might fail, but it might just be it might be successful. You've got to be okay. You got to understand that, but you don't have to accept it. But you, you can fail at anything in life. Doesn't mean you don't do it. Think of all the people out there that if they you know truly thought about it, all the wrong that could happen with their business venture, like and, and they took that to heart, like nothing. Dude, we'd be would still be out we'd there. still be living in caves. Yeah, exactly. we'd still be living in caves, right? Exactly. And one last thing to to end this episode, and I know we've said that a few times now. We've only got so many hours, weeks, years in our life, and we really don't know when that time is going to go out. So why not get started now working on something that, you know, you want to do and leave that that lasting legacy? And for some folks, it might not be a legacy, but whatever it might be, and that goes back to your why. So find that, uh, become motivated, have the right mindset. It's something that you'll have to work on. Uh, you and I, you know, work on, you know, having the right attitude and mindset every day, even though we might come off as super energetic and positive. I mean, behind the scenes, we're, we're always working on There's, ourselves. It's tough. It's not, yeah, it's, and it's tough, but we, we're not putting on a show. when We get up here and get motivated, excited about this stuff. Nope. We, we, we make the effort to do that because this is something that we know is going to be successful. Um, but that takes a mindset that takes a, it takes a, that takes a, it takes a serious dedication to like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make sure my energy level there, my my motivation to understand that this, you know, we might not get 100,000 views on this episode over the next five, but we're going to get there. And then we're going to hit a million then five million and people are going to engage with us. And so that, that motivates us to do that and get outside. It gets out of that side of that comfort zone. So. You're I, calling uh, us out. You're manifesting uh, our future. I, I like I'm it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I uh, so I think yeah. I think we'll actually wrap it up now, right? I actually have one more thing. No, just kidding. Let's wrap things okay. up. Okay. Want to tease the next? Want to tease next week? Yeah, do it. So um, I know we've talked today on here uh, a little bit about actually a lot about starting a business, uh, the ins and outs, the whys, the whats, the hows. But we want uh, one of the, the key things we kind of want to hit on. Um, Going into you know a future episode uh, this month, it'll probably be um, in two episodes from now. We're going to talk about startup funding, starting a business, the funding, different ways you can raise capital, uh, different ways you can go about getting that 
you making different deals or agreements with vendors and stuff like that. So we're going to get into how do you fund a business you want to start. How I do you can't get... wait to learn about this because this is something that I struggled oh, yeah. with in the past. This, how do you fund it? How do you how do you fund it? There's a lot of different uh, things, and we've got some uh, pretty um, pretty amazing guests. So hopefully, we can get them in this month. If not, they'll be coming in uh, later this year that have run successful venture capital firms um, that have gone out and fundraised, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. So really exciting stuff. Um, and we do have a guest coming on um, soon this weekend, I believe. Uh, she is a lightning rod, uh, been in big business. Just but, leave it at that. Yeah. Let's keep them guessing. And then, yeah, you're never going to know. But um, just want to tease that and let you guys know we are planning to talk about how do you fund I got a startup. I got an idea. How do I fund it? We're going to get into that. Can't wait to discuss that. So thank you all for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Continue to reach out with uh, feedback if you want to be on uh, one of our future episodes. Uh, we would love to have you. Um, we can't say thank you enough. We are continuing to learn and evolve here at Unscripted Exchanges. The best is yet to be. Like us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the above. We could continue to use your support. God bless, and we'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you.